Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Well, next up is Chetan Ruska. Um, you just made it in time. Luckily, you were stuck the whole time in the traffic. Um, so you're sending me in a code as well. Okay, <laughs> too bad. Um, you were many years with um, Siemens, yes. working there on uh, cloud, etc. Et et as well. But now you're having your own startup, Freelio, and we'll present now uh, Smart Property. So I'm really looking forward to this talk. For there's some time, I will restart it and look forward to your presentation. Thanks a lot. So, I was thinking how I pitch free electricity to a room full of uh, finance, uh, finance experts. And I thought I'm going to tell you the story about Tesla and JP Morgan. Who knows JP Morgan? Hands up. <laughs> okay. So, um, Tesla had this vision that we can have free electricity. We just need to build this huge tower, he said, and it's going to capture the energy of the sun and send it through the ionosphere to any suitable receiver for free. The use is going to be for free. And I don't know what he did, but JP Morgan said, OK, I'm going to fund you, build this tower. He did. And along the way, JP Morgan must have thought, wait a second, how are we going to make money of free electricity? Uh, he cut the funding of Tesla. The project got abandoned. And it was basically the last thing Tesla did in his career. So I don't know it's a good choice to um, call the company Freelio. But uh, actually, after 100 years, this is what we got. It just looks different. It's totally decentralized. We don't have the central tower of Tesla. It's decentralized. It's potentially on every rooftop. It's very cheap. And uh, as you can imagine, established utilities and corporations who are more on the incentive pattern of JP Morgan do have troubles with coming to terms and adopting their business models, which is selling kilowatt hours. Now, how do you do that when these solar rooftops basically produce every additional kilowatt hour at zero marginal cost? Literally. Um, in 2016, when I saw it coming at utility scale solar watts, three cents the kilowatt hour. That was when I started Freelio in part time while still working at Siemens as a researcher. Um, and it got, about 12 months later, it got down to 1.5 cents per kilowatt hour. So that's when I left Siemens to fully focus on Freelio. And uh, just a couple of weeks back, um, it got reported that solar is literally 0.05 cents the kilowatt hour. So we basically have free electricity. And about the same time, around 2016, I saw that blockchain is definitely entering the energy sector as well. And not just because of some Gartner hype cycle, but because a lot of high quality people were entering the field of energy, coming from the energy sector and entering uh, in their energy and blockchain startups. And it's because they saw that uh, blockchain's um, smart contract platforms did not just give us peer-to-peer -peer money, 
but also the means to exchange electricity and the required data for it without frictions, without middlemen, or the corporations that they just left. So that's when I counted one and one. Like all people everywhere should have free electricity. And every industry that becomes digital eventually becomes free. We saw it with Web 2.0. So we know what's going to happen. And Freelio is the venture of a founding researcher in search of a business model for those technologies that we saw are happening. Uh, but I'm literally looking for early adopter market still. <laughs> um, and you find early adopter markets in really uh, crazy places like Africa. <laughs> but uh, even there, one of those business models is tokenizing assets. It's like solar securitization with a solar city uh, made into public a couple of years back, but on blockchains. And um, what happens when these tokenized asset offerings meet smart property? Well, it creates the potential um, to really bring free electricity to anyone in the world with an internet connection. And there is a chicken and egg problem there, but I talk about it the day after tomorrow. Um, how do we go about it? You must have heard by now uh, a lot that it's all about incentivizing, incentivizing contributors. And if you think about this building, uh, like an open source project, well, first of all, you need owners who put resources to finance the solar rooftop, storage system, a heat pump, uh, which gives additional flexibility that can be used to trading, and also, by the way, gets rid of the chimney, which results in more uh, uh, high-quality air. And of course, we need installers, the best we can get locally. And those installers need information about how to size those equipment and how to combine and configure them exactly tailored to the living patterns in this building. We also need maintainers, same as an open source uh, project. Maintainers, facility managers, um, who should be their most efficient and their most friendly self uh, by just knowing exactly what is there to be fixed and hopefully even knowing it before it gets broken, hinting to predictive maintenance there. And of course users. In the case of a building, uh, users are the tenants and especially in Germany um, they are very independent from each other. They don't agree on a lot of things. So they need a healthy dose of incentivizing to make this happen. So how does tokenizing sustainable smart prop tech look like? Well, it's uh, constructed of a range of smart contracts on this building. It's, it's literally like an application layer protocol on top of this building. Um, and it's about a lot of blockchains, as Janislav said. 
For example, the building uh, receives solar coins for generating solar power. They can have it today. The tenants, the users, um, for using energy efficiently get energy tokens also today. And they can redeem it for discounts on electrical equipment, which are more energy efficient, or they can cash it, cash it to other digital tokens on secondary markets. And uh, that's new, and it's really interesting is that this building can actually monetize its energy data, the data that the users are generating, on a uh, project protocol called Ocean Protocol, in a couple of years at least. <clears throat> and more precisely, what the building can do is monetize its forecast on available surplus energy or available storage capacity inside the building towards energy marketplaces, towards the grid operators, and those guys, in turn, can run their businesses more efficiently. And as you see, there's a revenue there being generated. And now comes the best part of it. If we tokenize the whole setup, the ownership thereof, first of all, we have liquidity. We have programmable ownership and revenue share. And basically, yes, you don't need money anymore. You can just pay with the fractions of tokens, and everyone knows how much worth that really is. We don't know how much worth our money is. And things like 2008 financial crisis will keep happening. Anyways. <clears throat> so how smart uh, does a smart property need to be? Not much. Really not much at all. Um, it just requires an energy monitoring device you can order off the internet today. Like this uh, little white device, it's an energy uh, monitoring device called SMAPI. You clamp it on the energy uh, breaker box and it's capable of capturing the entire energy flows inside the building. It just needs a bit uh, of a revamp. But uh, principally, it's got high-resolution data that we need to extract the insights, the forecast that I was talking about. We need them to be oracleized, and that's a big point, which is not solved yet. Um, data and, of course, computing power. That's it. Embedded high-performance computing power to at least host a little bit of narrow AI, which is not nothing more than machine learning. <laughs> A little bit more different than your regular linear regressions, and most probably just a blockchain client which is lightweight and can be embeddable. And with that, we would even have um, a much better way of dealing with and monetizing data in a privacy preserving way because we can embed this data processing and uh, extraction of insights and the transactions on the blockchain, literally inside the buildings uh, in an aggregate manner. So what's missing? <clears throat> literally not much, but we need regulatory sandboxes. In Germany, 
uh, we need those sandboxes because everything is regulated. If you want to do business in energy, finance, uh, we need the common understanding that we have something new here, that we have to figure out how to make the best of it, uh, not crushing everything, but also not crushing innovation. And we need those for those early, uh, early adopters. And basically, um, the German Blockchain Association has done a wonderful job at really getting blockchain into uh, the regulatory discourse, into the um, coalition of the German government, which is a great thing. And keep in mind that um, security tokens or securitization thereof is not about um, cutting regulations and cutting corners with the law. It's about cutting out the inefficient overhead of some financial institutions and some middlemen, or all of them. And that's totally two different things. So what do we uh, really need? Um, <clears throat> in case of security tokens, token uh, securitization, uh, we really need something that we already have today, actually. It's called over-the-counter uh, trades on bonds, on solar securities, for example. We just need them in a digital manner, which is decentralized exchanges. And on those within regulatory sandboxes, we really need to figure out uh, more smart ways of doing anti-money laundry uh, precautions and also fraud uh, prevention without really um, crushing the small investors. We need to enable them. Uh, the cost of doing all of these precautions must not be prohibitive for them to participate. And um, another big thing that we need to take care of is literally user experience. And key management is still the key issue. So I think we're getting there. We're definitely on the right path. <laughs> so I hope um, I could give a glimpse into one of, one of those rabbit holes that I encountered on my way to uh, finding business models for technology that we have today that can enable clean electricity to become ridiculously affordable, that we can call it free electricity. And you can keep uh, following me. Uh, on this path with at Freelio, at Bundesblock, and at Chabnam. And thank you.